We are going live. We are going live. It's 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock my time. So, uh, we are going to continue. We're going to continue with what I was teaching on two days ago regarding this word, exousia. Exousia in the same context of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 12. All right, so I mentioned about having Bibles with you. So hopefully you got your Bibles. And we're going to read the text again. We're going to read it again. Uh, out of the Amplified, for the same reasons I mentioned it before, and compared to the King James or other translations. Uh, but to as many as did receive and welcome him, Jesus, he, Jesus, or God, gave the authority, the authority gave the exousia, the power, the privilege, the right to become the children of God, that is, to those who believe in adhere to, trust in, and rely on his name. All right? So, what I want to look at today is what we had read in Zadiades, his dictionary, and he's right. I just want to mention also Zadiades, Mr. Zadiades, he passed away not too long ago, a few years ago, but, and he's actually from, he was actually from Greece. So he knew what he was talking about when he wrote this dictionary, and he wrote many books on the New Testament. He spoke Greek. He's fluent because he's from Greece. So that means a lot to me. All right? So one of the definitions for this exousia was right. Right? having a right or a privilege or a benefit, but a right. All right? So also, I just want to mention here, he also had another definition here for exousia, denotes the executive power. The executive power. All right? So let's let's look at this a little bit today. Not very long, making these short, as usual. God gave us right rights. He gave us the right to those who believe. He gave us the right to become his children. To become his children. Now, when you're born into a family, and and uh, John mentions that, we're not born into the natural family. That's what he says right here in verse... 13, who owe their birth neither to bloods nor to the will of the flesh, that is of physical impulse, nor to the will of man, that is of a natural father, but to God. They are born of God. All right, that's amplified. All right. So the moment you're born into a family in the natural, through procreation, through a man and a woman, or you get adopted, but the moment you're born into a family, every family is different. Every family is different. You've got good families. You got not so good families. You got bad families. You got poor families. You got rich families. You got well-off families. You got all kinds of families. 
All right? You're born into. Depending on the nation you're born into also. I was born into Canada. I was born in Canada. Some of you are born in Pakistan, in Asia, in India, Africa, Europe. You know, and I want you guys to write your nations. Write your nations. So we're all born into a family in the natural. But because of the, the fall of man, um, we got problems with that family, right? That's why Jesus said, you must be born again, which he says that in just a couple more chapters later in the Gospel of John. He says, you must be born from above to see, to understand the king, to enter the kingdom. You got to be born again, right? So we're born into a family in the natural, but once you receive Jesus, you're born into the family of God. Wow. Now that's just, that's not just any kind of family. That is, that is the family of all families, if I can say it that way. It really is. It's the family of all families that you're born into. And most believers, and I'm the first one to admit this, for years, I was more religious than I was living out as a son. All right? And then one day I was at work and uh, I wore shirts to witness on the job construction. And um, this fellow worker, he mentioned to me, he says, oh, he says, you, uh, you seem to be religious. And I said, I'm extremely religious. And that was near the end of the day of work. And the moment I walked out of the building, the Lord spoke to me. He says, you're not religious. He says, you're my son. You're my son. And it didn't, it didn't click with me, but he was trying to get something over to me. So he said, you're my son. So years later, the Lord began to teach me about sonship. And in a family, in a natural family, you have rights, you have benefits. When I was born into this family, my father was a good worker. We had money. We had a good home. Uh, there was benefits to being born into the family of Roussel, the Roussel family. My father was, his name is George. My mother is Yvonne. She's still alive. She's 93 years old. And I had rights. I had rights. Even as a Canadian citizen, I have rights. But the moment you're born into the family of God, you're born into another family. We're born into another family. And that family has rights. That family has rights. That family has benefits. It has benefits. It has rights. All right? So these rights that we have, these rights that we have, we need to find out what they are. Because if you don't know what those rights are, you know what? You'll never take advantage of them. Uh, the devil will see to it that you <laughs> you never find out what those rights are because he doesn't want you to find out what those rights are. He doesn't want you. The devil does not want you to find out who you are, what you are in Christ, what belongs to you. This is going back to what I said. This is going to be based upon new creation realities. We're a new creation in Christ, the second Adam. He's the second Adam. He's God's firstborn son from the dead. He's our elder brother. All right? So this is what we're going to be taught you, uh, uh, 
teaching a little bit on before we move on where this word exousia is used in other places. So rights, we have rights, all right? So what are those rights? We've been given the right. We've been given the exousia. We've been given the power, the authority, the freedom, the permission, executive power to become sons or children of God. What are them? What are they? Well, first of all, God becomes your father. <laughs> wow. God becomes your father. So now you've, if your other father's still alive, my father passed away seven years ago. He's in heaven. But when I got born again, I had two fathers. I had my earthly father and I had my heavenly father. And then I never had a brother. I just had a sister. And she's gone now. She's in heaven. So when Jesus, when I became born again, Jesus became my Lord. He became my Savior. But he became my elder brother. Because he's the firstborn from the dead. He's the first to be born in this new family, this new creation. And I'm in this new creation now. I'm part of this new family that God started in the midst of the old family, which is in union with the first Adam. All right? So this may be a little bit deep for some of you, but I teach this. And I'm, I'm, I, I, I renew my mind. I work, I renew my mind every day to walk in it, walk in the fullness of it. So what are those rights? Let's just look at real quick. What are those rights? Well, you have access to God the Father. You have access to God as your father. Wow. You have access to Jesus as your elder brother, but also as your Lord and Savior. You have access to him because you're part of that family. You're born into that family. It's a family. The church is a family. We don't behave like a family. We behave like we're not a family, but we're a family. We're the body of Christ. The church is the family of God. And it's about time we start getting along. Right? Before, before we, we run out of time. So what are those rights? Some of those rights. Well, some of those rights is that I have access to God as my father and his provision. His provision. His provision. I don't have to go to a preacher. I don't have to go to a man or a woman for my provision. I can go to God and he'll choose who he wants to choose to give to me what I need to accomplish what I need to accomplish in his kingdom. So I can go, I have direct access to God. And these are all things that are, it's everywhere. It's in Ephesians, it's in Colossians, it's everywhere. It's in everywhere. So we have access to God as our father, as our provider. He's our provider. My father in the natural, he was my provider. Yeah, he was until I started working. You know, I started growing up. But as God, as our father, he's our provider. And there's many things that God has provided for us. Many things that God has provided for us as his children, since he's our father, all right? And we need to know those things. And some of those things is provision, just financial provision. That's right. Things you need every day, things you need, things you need to get, to get along in life. That's what, that's what Jesus said, seek the kingdom first and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. What things? The things that the heathen seek after. Verse 32, what shall we wear? What shall we go? What shall we eat? Yeah, yeah, and then he says, oh, you have little faith in verse 30, right? So I'm all over the place right now. But so we have access to his provision. Yeah, in all areas of life, cars, houses, clothes, money, things that we need to live on this planet. All right, so what about health? What about health? That's a big one. Yeah, God, we have the right. We have the right 
to his health, to his wealth, but we have a right to his health. We have right. We have that right. It's a blood-bought right. All right? Jesus paid for it with his life at the cross. So we have access to his health. Healing. Healing is a right. It's my right to be healed. It is my right to be healed. It is my right to walk in health. All right? But I have to believe it. I've got to renew my mind to all these different things. Jesus said, by his stripes you are healed. Isaiah 53, 5. 800 years before Jesus went to the cross, it says, by his stripes we were healed. Right? Wow. 800 years before Jesus went to the cross. All right? So we have rights. In Christ, we have rights. We have blood-bought rights, if I can say it that way. I like Or new creation rights. Rights of the new creation. Realities of the new creation. This is all intertwined. All right? So I, I always say this. I want to kind of keep this short. And uh, so I'm going to stop here. So we have rights. And there's benefits to being born into the family of God. God becoming your father. Right? And the Holy Spirit has been given. He has been given to us to make that all known to us. If you go to real quick here, let's go to John 16. John 16, we won't read it right now, but John 16, 13 to 15. That's all part of it. He was given to take the place of Jesus, to represent Jesus on the earth, but in us, right? And to make those rights known to us, to make those things known to us so that we can believe them, so that we can walk in them, right? So what belongs to the Father? What belongs to the Father? I just got to click this here. What belongs to the Father? What belongs to the Father belongs to Jesus, right? And what belongs to Jesus belongs to me because I'm in union with Jesus. Therefore, what belongs to the Father belongs to me because God is now my Father. And that's what Jesus said in John uh, 20, 17. We can go to John 20, 17 real quick, real quick. And this is really good. John 20, 17. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, do not hold me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren. He didn't say go to my disciples. He didn't say go to my disciples. He said go to see my brethren. This is after the resurrection. All right? Go to my brethren and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. That He's saying that in his humanity. In his humanity, as a man, as a second Adam, as the last Adam, as the new Adam of the new creation, of the new family on the earth. All right? So I got to stop there and uh, watch it again. Take some notes and share it. And uh, we're going to keep building upon this, this great reality of sonship. Exousia, we have this authority uh, to, that we've been given this authority to become sons of God. That's the highest privilege. Anything on this planet is to become born into the family of God. It's the greatest privilege. It's the greatest thing that the world, that God has ever done for the world. And yet still the, the world don't know anything about it because the church has really not really even walked in it for itself. But that's got to change. And that's part of my ministry is to make this known more into the body of Christ 
uh, through Reformation. I'm a reformer. All right. So I want to thank you again. And um, as I always finish my videos, I encourage all of you to walk in the fullness of the grace and of the faith of God. Because you have access to his grace by faith. You have access to his grace by faith. All right? So apart from faith, you will never access his grace. And once you're born again, you're born again by faith. You're healed by faith. You're provided by faith. Everything's by faith because Jesus has done it all at the cross, right? There's nothing for you to add at the cross, at the finished work. There's nothing for you to add. You can't add your works. Don't bring your tithe. Don't bring your offerings for provision. Forget about all that. That's ridiculous. Only preachers are getting rich off of that. All right? So we got to know what grace is all about. I'll be teaching on grace. And we have to believe. That's what faith is, right? We have to believe what faith, what grace, what grace has provided for us. And part of that grace is this exousia, mean, having been made sons, children of God. And then we have to grow. We have to grow into our sonship, right? So that's, 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 that, then you get in kind of discipleship. All right. So <laughs> there's lots to, there's lots to teach, but I want to thank you once again and walk in the fullness of the grace and of the faith of God. Shalom and amen. Thank you very much.